Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Big Brother Canada 8 recap podcast. We are live here on the night of March 15th uh, to talk about the Sunday night episode of Big Brother Canada 8. I'm your host, Taryn Armstrong, and tonight I'm joined by the lion himself, Anthony Douglas. How are you doing, Anthony? What's going on, baby? Nice to see you again. <laughs> yes. Very excited to get you on and have you uh, talk about the season. Yeah, yeah, I'm here, man. I've been watching. It's been a good season so far. Yes, uh, you know, you uh, truly the, the reigning, tr- you know, uh, di- didn't take the win, but th- still kind of the reigning champ of the previous season. One of the reigning champs of the previous season, right? This is a legacy, right? Like, like this is what I try to explain to the guys. The hundred grand, I already spent that on burgers this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's the legacy we got to le- leave here behind. So really happy with that. man. Yes, and uh, definitely excited to talk to you because uh, there are a lot of people in this house uh, who are aspiring to be the next pretty boys um, and uh, <laughs> you're shaking your head. It, 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 honestly, it baffles me. Like, I, I, I just I just don't understand it. These people want to do something that's just not achievable. You know what I mean? Like, and like, like, like I, I spoke with Robin and Robin wanted me to, you know, send in a video for house uh, future, you know, applicants trying to get in the Big Brother show. And I sent the video basically saying, look, just go in there and play your game, but just leave all the pretty boy stuff alone. If you're not going to have an alliance that's that strong, that's not going to give in to temptation anymore. So just just leave it. Just leave it. Uh, you know, it's the, the structure is so effective. People want uh, they want to replicate it. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. The, the formula works. It, the formula it really works. does. Yeah. Um, so we have an episode here tonight. We got an HOH competition. We got some nominations. Uh, we're going to talk through it all here tonight. Uh, we saw Sheldon win the HOH. Now, this HOH competition was the one where you have to go and fill up other people's tubes with yellow balls. Um, and so it's very, it's very easy for a, a majority group to maintain control of the house with this kind of competition because it's really more of a vote than it is uh, a, a competition. It's sort of a vote of who do you not want to be HOH in succession until you finally find who your HOH is, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, like watching the, the HOH competition. It's very, first of all, it's very exposing, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically like, look, everybody flip over your cards. We're going to see, you know, you can watch the whole time and see who's putting balls where and, you know, who's 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 talking with other people, who's looking like it's very it's a very exposing competition. So I think a lot of cards are going to be left on the table uh, for the people that were watching. Yeah. What did you think of Min's strategy here that she is going to be running back and forth, putting all of her balls into Angie's tube? She says, I already have a feud with Angie, so I don't have to further expose any of my cards. I can just completely go after Angie and scream about how you're not my target. I just don't want you to win HOH. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's It could go both ways, right? Like, you know, she was being very loud about it and letting kind of letting everybody know that hey this is what i'm doing you know for me looking at that i'm kind of thinking like okay maybe she's doing it because you know she wants the big dogs in the house to to not look at her as such a target and maybe you know she can have a conversation and she could kind of point fingers in in the other directions but she doesn't know that like majority of the house is okay with her leaving you know what i mean as much as you you know 
don't really care if Angie stays or leaves and you have like bigger fish to fry, you still need to be very cautious as, as to what you're doing because she could have possibly given the HOH to somebody else if she had, you know, changed that up a little bit. So when, after the, after seeing her conversation with Angie, I, I, I don't know. Me personally, I wouldn't have done it that way, but he, you already know, but I sleep, I swim in deep waters. I, I, I don't, I'm not a surface level thinker. You know what I mean? Like, everything's got to be calculated. So if she inside the house feels that doing this is going to kind of redirect, you know, where, where everyone thinks her head is at, then, you know, we're going to have to see how it plays out. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I like I do like the seeds of this thought. It has been something that's been effective in the past. Uh, we saw Godfrey do it intentionally in season three. He called out Zach. He said, Zach, I'm coming for you. And then for a long time after that, people weren't worried about Godfrey. Nobody was worried about Godfrey, except for, of course, Zach, who Godfrey went to and was like, I'm not actually after you, Zach. Um, and so uh, it really helped, you know, get the target off of his back. We also saw Karen on Big Brother Canada 5 do this. I think a little bit less intentionally, but when she's, you know, calling out Kevin, Mar- that Kevin Martin every two seconds, uh, nobody was worried that she'd do anything but target Kevin if she ever won the HOH. And so yeah. I do like the seeds of this thought, but I think that Min, her execution of it is is failing here because while she's claiming that, oh, Angie is the person that I'm, you know, you know, going after in this competition, not only is she yelling out, Angie, you're not actually my target. Yeah, but people, but people really do believe that she's not actually her target because Min is also going around and talking yeah. about targeting other people all the time. And so yeah. the idea that she can get away with kind of just being like, "Well, I'm focused on Angie, so don't worry about me," it, it yeah. falls flat when she's then also running around being like, "Angie's not actually my target. I'm going for other big players." Yeah, she's canceling that whole thing out. Like, what? what I think she should have had that conversation that she had with Angie. Um, in that, in the, um, what that room that they, that they were in, it should have been in the public, you Mm -hmm. know, perception is everything, you know, like when, when you look back at my season, like that argument that I had with Kira, like that was in front of everybody for a reason. I wanted to include Esty in that for a reason, you know, fingers were starting to get pointed at me and I was in survival mode. (laughs) Fingers pointed at all the other people, you know, and I I feel like that would have been a good shot for Ming to, to, to really call out Angie and kind of start a little feud, you know, between one of the floaters inside of the house, you know, obviously some of the, some of the the players in the house are going to realize like, yeah, it was just uh, an act, you know, but some of the other people who knows what, what they could feed off of it. Like I said, it's, it's a whole different energy and vibe inside the house. Right. Yes. So ultimately, we see here that Sheldon is going to win, which wasn't super surprising given the position he had put himself in uh, leading into this week, where uh, he is really the person who's probably the most connected apart from perhaps Sue. But the problem with Sue is that she has some enemies like Min um, and some other people that are concerned about her maneuverings. And so Sheldon is the person who really just had the the best situated uh, position in the game along with Brooke who came in second place so uh, definitely says good things about his game although in a very public way um, but Sheldon is now our HOH and he's very pleased about it he he really wanted to be HOH but yeah. usually when you're in this spot where everyone's good with you you kind of shy away from winning HOH because you right. don't want to have to reveal your cards he tells yeah. us that this is a good time to win because he won't have to really reveal his cards there's an easy plan for the week it's already been set 
in motion this, you know, the remaining people from the evictors. So, uh, you know, I think he has a point, but it's also dangerous when you're in this spot to have a power like this. Yeah, it's blood, right? Like, you got to think, look at Chris. When Chris won his first HOH, he was like, okay, well, I'm going to make a big move, which, you know, he kind of did. But at the same time, look at all these people who are now looking at you as a liar. Look at all these people. Like, let's just say Sheldon goes and says, here's what the plan is. You know, and he's going to go to certain people. He's going to be like, you know, the plan is is the plan is this. He's going to go to other people and be like, the plan is that. People are talking. Like, that's all there is to do inside of the house. All it's going to take is for two people to come to the conclusion that two plans aren't adding up. And then now you're in the same position as Chris. You yeah. know what I mean? So it, 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 I, I do see what he's saying in terms of, you know, it being a good time to put people you know, on the block who are kind of, you know, the whole house is against. Plus, you know, you get an HOH under your resume, but you're forgetting of the blood, right? Like that's what a lot of people forget. Some people are just not forgiving. You know what I mean? To be a a very good big brother player, first of all, you have to be very forgiving. All your emotions have to be aside. Just because somebody puts you on the block doesn't mean as soon as you get empowered, you got to put them on the block. There could be bigger targets who will actually take you out. You know what I mean? So I think he, I think he, he's onto something, but I, I think he's not really, you know, thinking about the long run of what he's actually doing here. Yeah. And again, I feel like the idea, the seeds of this idea are good that um, we've seen this work very effectively in the past. We even saw it with Dane, where his HOH was messy in the early weeks when he was winning. Uh, I, I believe he won the second week. Right. Uh, it, it turned out to be pretty messy with Mackie, um, yeah. but it still worked out for him. He was able to get away relatively clean. Um, yeah. And that really helped solidify his position in the house as a respected player who was decently honest even though he you know broke his word <laughs> very yeah. publicly yeah <laughs> um, well, but, we about all the people that were against it right all the people who were saying oh dane he, you swore on this he swore on that okay well it was mama first right mama was going off about it trying to say okay well, mama you gotta go and then it was chelsea chelsea was started well chelsea you gotta go too who's who who next you know <laughs> all you guys just need to just stop and let us do our thing so we can all have a fun season yeah uh, so we hear from JL that uh, it's it's crucial that he spends the week making new connections in the house. And this is very crucial because he's part of this evictors alliance who really they just hung out with each other the whole time, yeah. uh, the whole first week. They yeah. didn't socialize outside of themselves. They thought, let's get together. We're going to name an alliance. We're going to crush this game. And then they just hung out with each other the whole time and thought that that would work out. Uh Michael leaving was a big wake up call for them and JL in particular. And so he has very much started to branch out and try to make new connections. We he, we see him talk to Sheldon about uh, this is like week one for me, uh, yep. starting new. Yep. Yep, absolutely. It's, it, this is a fresh, clean slate. You had your number one taken out. It's still very early. It's time to find a new number one. Give your everything. You know what I mean? And he's really got to sell himself as as a player inside the house if he's going to stay there. Or he's just going to be guilty by association. You know what I mean? He might be put up on the block and, oh, you're not the target. Or, you know what I mean? It might be one of those scenarios. But either way, he's got to do a lot of work and very fast. This is arguably his most important week of this entire season. 
Yes, and he tells us that he is nervous, but he did have a great talk with Sheldon right before the HOH, and so that makes him feel a little bit better. Uh, this was interesting to me because um, Sheldon had a great talk with Chris right before the HOH last week, which was went a long way in helping prevent Sheldon from going up on the block last week. Now yeah. we're hearing again that he's having good conversations with people right before the HOH. Seems like this is a strategy that he's implementing on purpose, and it seems to be working out pretty well for him. Yeah, well, it's only been a couple of weeks, right? But people pick up on those things. Like, you know, as oh, somebody, like, you know, as soon as somebody goes and talks to the HOH and, you know, the HOH kind of has a change of mind, like, people are reading into that. And, like, well, I'm, this person is doing this all the time. Every time somebody wins an HOH, he goes and says something new to them. Like, it's gonna, it's gonna all accumulate, and I hope it doesn't blow up in his face, but so far, I think he's, he, he's doing okay. These are much-needed conversations to stay off the block, especially that first one. Yes. Uh, so JL tells, uh, tells Sheldon, look, the evictors were still friends. Uh, he didn't say to, the, the, to Sheldon, yeah, the name yeah. the evictors. He says, we're still friends, you know, Maddie and Rhea and me. Uh, but my loyalty, uh, he says, he, my loyalty is myself, he says to us in the diary room. Um, and so he's talking to, uh, to Sheldon about separating himself and wanting to work on a new game. And, uh, he feels pretty good with Sheldon. And it, this work is, is paying off. Sheldon, uh, expresses later in the episode that he doesn't want to uh to target jl uh if he doesn't have to and uh and, and it seems like uh you know jl's made some progress here yeah yeah jl is definitely uh he's doing his thing he's in fight or flight mode you know what i mean so i think that also for sheldon's game that's good that he's also starting to infiltrate that side as well even though he's going after them you know mm -hmm. what i mean it's all about covering all your bases and very carefully chosen words to, to make these people feel a certain way because you never know what if, right? It's always the what ifs that could really, you know, screw you over in, in Big Brother. So I think I think Sheldon's doing a good job and, you know, who knows where their relationship is going to go. I, I also don't think, you know what I mean? JL is going to look at this situation. He's going to be very observant now. Like he's, he's, he's been anxious ever since, ever since Mike left, he's very, very anxious. And the game is not, you know, it's much different to him now. You know, and it really is like fight or flight. You've got to find something and you've got to find something now and it's got to secure you. So, you know, I, I just hope that he does it in a very you know strategic way and doesn't bounce around everywhere and tell everybody the same thing because people will see that as well. Mm. Yes. So uh, we get a, a little hint of a, I guess, potential showmance they're hinting at here that Brooke seems to maybe have some feelings for Sheldon. Um, notably, though, we don't hear from Sheldon about this uh, just just from yeah. a Brooke here. Uh, and so this is something that that I think some people watching the feeds uh, so far have been have been looking for. Um, they can they can see that, you know, Brooke does seem to have a crush on Sheldon. But uh, the question is, is it reciprocated? It, it doesn't quite seem that way, though, so far. No, I don't think it's reciprocated at all. I just think Brooke, you know, is, is kind of getting in her feelings. And like I said, you know, somebody who can comfort you and talk to you and, and, and you know, on not just the game level, but a personal level, it goes a long way inside the Big Brother house. You become dependent on that person. So if Brooke's come to the conclusion that she you know, potentially likes Sheldon, but at the same time is telling Canada that she absolutely will not get into a showmance because showmances always lose, which is a fact. But <laughs> but at the same time, I, I don't see anything from Sheldon. At the end of the day, if he sticks to his word of, you know, a girl is the best 
you know, a way for him to get closer to $100,000, then I, I think he's in a great position. Pull on the heartstrings, do what you got to do, baby. This is the game. You know, I, I do. Th- I do think that showmances can be underrated in terms of their potential effectiveness in the game. We have seen some success with showmances. In fact, on Big Brother 21, we just saw one make it to the final two together. Uh, yeah. So it is possible. But the thing is that there are so many showmances that occur in the house that it would be weird if there weren't successful showmances. It's not like when a showmance happens, it's like, oh, well, lock them in for the final two. It's like there's usually like four showmances and three of them go out pre-jury and then one of them makes it a little bit far. And so I I do think that overall a showmance is a hindrance, but uh, there's still a really good uh, net benefit to having somebody on your side that you can trust implicitly. Uh, It's much better if you can keep that relationship a secret, um, but having that partner in the game is still super valuable. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, it's not the showmances that, that, that causes problems for people. It's, it's the amount of attention yes. that you're giving towards that showmance. You know, if you're just, if you are literally uh, like walking around with that person every single day, all day, and that's like all, your entire social game, you're going to be put in a, 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 a class of two from here on out. And whoever doesn't like one of you, they're going to have to put you up as well, or going to have to, you know, find a way to get you out because you guys come in a pair. You know what I mean? If they can have their showmance or, you know, if they can build a relationship that, you know, could potentially have something outside of the house, that's one thing. Just don't be loud about it. You know, don't be talking about, you know, like all this lovey dovey, we're going to ride our way to the end. And I love you stuff. Like don't let anybody hear that. Because nobody wants to, 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 to have to, you know, deal with that inside the house in a game perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So uh, so we get a little hint of that. Then we get up to the KVBS meeting in the HOH room. And uh, I really do feel like they captured this scene pretty well. It really did feel like, uh, all right. Four of us, we're going to war. What's the game plan? Who do we need to work on? Okay, I've I've got this person. I've been dropping the ball a little bit here. I need to pick it up on this person. Uh, okay, what do we do with Sue? Uh, we got to do this with Sue. Okay, how how do we handle uh, jammers over here? Um, and uh, you know, really, Sheldon kind of directing the action for the most part. Um, I I really enjoyed watching this uh, on the feeds, and I thought it was a good segment on the episode. I, I think that these players they're great at planning um and they sound really good uh the the question comes down then to uh how are they at the execution because a lot of what we heard there was i've been dropping the ball at this i need to do better which is great to know uh but even better to do yeah yeah you guys this the thing is what's what's hard is like if they're going to be in, in an alliance together, everybody has to be on the same page. Like they, they, it shouldn't take, you know, sit down conversations all throughout the day to, you know, I'm slacking here. I'm slacking there. You all have to be on the same page from your vision of what's going on in the house. And you need to execute at all times. If these people that, you know, you need to work on are going outside and playing pool all day, well then you better be playing pool all day. You know what I mean? You have to be everywhere. Like you have, it's, 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 like all the like like you said the execution is is the most important part and and I don't really see them executing as well as they think they're going to. I think yeah. we're going to get caught up very very soon. Yeah, and uh, so I mean Brooke and Sheldon have been spending an extreme amount of time together in the HOH just 
talking about game in circles often, uh, just kind of hanging out together. They're both introverts and they just feel comfortable with one another. And so they just gravitate in that way. And it just makes me think like, could you imagine if you and Dane were inseparable in the house and just always hung out together up in the HOH room? Like, how would that have gone for you? Honestly, me and the thing is we, me and Dane barely spoke. Like Mm -hmm. we barely spoke, but when we did speak, it was, it was substance. Look, this is what you have to do. This is what I know. This is the only few minutes we're going to have for probably the next couple days. So get out there and get it done. And I don't want to see you anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You guys are hanging out way too much and it's becoming way too, way too obvious. And even if like, you know, someone, someone might be just like collateral for, you know, somebody else inside the house that they could be going for. So, you know, we're going to have to see what's going to happen, man. Yeah. So uh, we then hear from Jamar. Jamar wants to go after Kyle. Kyle's the big dog. He's the one that uh, that he really wants to target. This guy is ruthless. He's willing to swear on anything. He's dangerous in the house. We shouldn't give him time to repair the relationships. Uh, this is the chance to strike. He's trying to explain this to Brooke uh, because he already sees Brooke and Sheldon as such a pair that he can explain it to Brooke and then she'll get in Sheldon's ear. Uh, and Brooke tries to explain to Jamar. Mm, I don't I don't think it's the right time. I don't think that we should do it yet. Uh, you know, Sheldon needs Kyle in front of him as a shield. Uh, Kyle's not coming for Sheldon. And I promise you, I really don't think Kyle's coming for you, Jamar. Um, and so she's trying to talk him down. Um, but it's not super successful yet. Uh, she goes and she talks to Sheldon about it. And they're like, oh, that's not great. But let's try and work on this. Let's try and fix this so that Jamar isn't coming for Kyle. Because that's not great for us, right? Right, right. Yeah. I, I, you know, Jamar, obviously he's a, he, you know, he's the type of guy that's just going to tell it the way it is. You know, whatever's on his mind and the way he sees things, it's not always the best strategy. You know, there's ways of, you know, telling people things without saying it exactly. There's ways of putting thoughts into people's heads without saying it. You know what I mean? And he, I think that conversation, you know, should have went a, a totally different way, but obviously Jamar, feels very close to Brooke, you know, and, and may, may not know that, you know, Brooke is much closer to Sheldon and Sheldon's much closer to Kyle than people can really see. And I think that, you know, he needs to be much more cautious with the words. It's, it's, it's the words and the body language is everything. You know, you sit somebody down and and you're, you're trying to, you know, feel them out and kind of put a thought into their head. You got to be very like subliminal about it. You can't be, very direct because it's going to come back to bite you in the ass. So I don't, honestly, I think this is going to backfire on Jamar. Um, but I, I do think he is playing, you know, a pretty decent social game. And I do think there are bigger targets in the house, but it was a, a pretty bad conversation for Jamar. Yeah, and I think it it leads to an interesting dilemma for Sheldon and Brooke, who are in a secret alliance with Kyle, uh, because this is something that that we saw on your season happen a lot, that Adam had allies, Sam, Chelsea, Kira, all telling him, you need to go after Dane. Dane had allies, Kiki, Esty, Damien, you need to go after Adam. And they constantly had to deal with their allies wanting to go after their secret alliance partners and, um, and preventing those war, those clashes from happening uh, yeah. as best you could. And you were a big part of that as well. And I feel like that's where the KVBS alliance is a kind of dropping the ball here. So if you are Sheldon in this 
this moment. You're hearing from Brooke, Jamar wants Kyle gone. Kyle, you know, Jamar's telling you, I need Kyle gone. Um, wh- how do you how do you handle a situation like that? It's very simple. Bring them together, baby. <laughs> like if, if they're not seeing eye to eye, then you you put them face to face. That's that's what it, and that doesn't mean sit them down and have a conversation. But there's conversations you can have with each person that can kind of put, a, you know, take a couple of the clouds away, you know, and, and so the sky's a little bit brighter. Like you don't want you don't want these people not on the same page, especially if you need them inside the house of Sheldon and Brooks, see value in Jamar. And 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 they also see value in Kyle. Well, that's just more numbers. Mm-hmm. The more numbers, the better. And at the end of the, you know, at this, especially at this point of the game, that's what you need the most. So I think that Sheldon, uh, and especially Brooke, you know, because Brooke, like she said, like I'm collateral for Sheldon, which is which is honestly the truth. And if if you're going to both Sheldon and Brooke at this point should be, you know, talking very highly of Jamar or downplaying of Jamar to Kyle and vice versa. That's the only way that it's, it's, it's going to work. You don't, you know, if they're not, if they're not, you know, socially working together, if they don't, if they don't come across like, as like, you know, this is the type of person that I would be friends with outside of the house. That's totally fine. But in terms of the gameplay, they have to be on the same page if these guys are going to move forward. Yes. Uh, and I want to I want to circle around back to this once we get into the feeds, because uh, there's more that there's more dynamics happening here. Uh, but uh, but we'll move on for now um, to av- to avoid those spoilers. Uh, so we get to the the Expedia room has opened there. Uh, they've got a Maui room now that's full of sand. Um, so what's what's worse, having a floor of sand or a floor of like papers from all the office files things? To be honest, it didn't really matter to me because I wasn't going to spend the effort to go through all that stuff anyway. Yeah, you you were men in that situation. I don't want to memorize yeah. all this. As soon as well, I, like I said, like I didn't know how deep like the, like these little secret powers and stuff could really go. Like Adam and these guys were in there. That's why we call Adam Inspector Specs. He was <laughs> pages reading, trying to put all the. He was like a detective in that room. Like I don't have I don't have time for this. And at the same time. I don't want people to think that I'm so invested in it that like I'm obsessed with it. You know what I mean? And so like, I don't know what's I, for sure. That room means something, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I, and, and whether there's something like Carol was looking through the sand and, and stuff like that, who knows, but they should definitely pay a lot of attention. If you learned anything from my season, if they all watch my season, then you guys know that you need to study this room, study the, the Maui, study all of it. Who, the first departures, the, the, you know, all of the stuff that, that, that you guys see in there is going to be used later on for sure. Yeah, and and I do think it's it's harder for people who aren't as experienced with the show to realize how important it is. Min, somebody who hasn't really seen much of the show prior yeah. to to going on, um, it d- doesn't take it quite as seriously. Um, yeah. And so, uh, you know, that's it's that's uh, that's going to lead toward her not studying as much. Which who knows who knows where that will go. Yeah. Um, we do uh, see uh, some of the Jamar and Min uh, showmance, if you can call it that. Uh, how, how do you feel about uh, Jamar and Min together? I think I think they do actually like each other, but at the same point, they're both annoyed by each other. But it's very comforting, right? It's very mm-hmm. comforting to have somebody you can joke around with, and you know what I mean. And Min wants to give like a little bit to Jamar, so that they're also playing like a social game. You know what I mean? They're, they're they're playing a social game, and a lot of the stuff that they're doing, like remember the Spider Man kiss that, that that they were gonna do in front of uh, 
in front of Kyle. You know what I mean? Like it's, they're doing, they're doing a lot of stuff in front of a lot of people. They're arguing in the kitchen, you know, about how the, they're disgusting. She's disgusting. Like it's, it's I think it, I think it's a good strategy uh, because, you know, if push comes to shove and, you know, Ming does have to go on the block or Jamar does have to go on the block. The other could argue that, yeah, it was just for a show. It's not that serious. We're not like, we're not doing what other showmances have done. And, you know, we're not crying over each other and cut them loose if you have to. Yeah. Uh, Are you a survivor watcher at all? No, not yet. I'm honestly, everybody's been telling me to get on. I might, I might have to hop on it, man. Cause it seems like a good show. I just haven't really committed to it. There's a, there's a really great and fun winner on the show. They're doing an all winter season right now. Uh, who talked about how, um, he's like a big target cause he's a big name winner. Um, yeah. and he says like, we're lions, these us big targets, we're lions yeah. and uh, everyone else, they're hyenas. Yeah. And, uh, I don't want the hyenas. I don't want to get eaten by a hyena. The lions need to stay together uh, and it remind, reminded me of you 100 man together you guys saw lion king when simba, when simba left pride rock and scar took over is nothing but clouds and hyenas and, and they were starting to take over but when simba came back and joined forces with nala and the rest of the tribe and Ramon and Poop, you know it was it, it was it was sunshine again yes so i i want to know from from a scale of hyena to lion uh like where does jamar fall uh on the like with his flirting technique here is he is he a lion or is he more of a hyena i think he did a good job at getting the interest from ming i think mm-hmm. all the little harmless flirting you know i think we should be in a low-key show match and mm-hmm. like you know like a couple little comments and stuff it, it got her interest because at first like it did seem like she wasn't interested at all but all that little flirting stuff like she's definitely interested and you know she pulled like her shirt to the side i'll give me like five more seconds or whatever <laughs> like she, she's into it she's into it and i i don't think jamar is anywhere close to as into it as 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 ming is and that will ming later on I, I do I do believe you have the right read there that uh, that uh, Jamar seems very interested in a, a lot of different women in the house. Yeah. And and Min sees that, too. And that's part of what annoys her. Yeah. The thing the one thing, though, that I do really like about Jamar and and because and, being inside the Big Brother house, you guys are seeing everyone's crying. Everyone is just dealing with so much stress and and missing home and just like upset. And it's just, you know, like it's just so hard being alienated. That's not what Jamar's doing. Jamar is putting on a show. And the thing is, is he's having fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like having fun and being at ease, it allows you to, to think a little bit better. And even though like they haven't shown much of Jamar strategically, I think that the fact that he's having fun with this season and with himself and with everyone around him, it's going to really help him, uh, help him in the long run, especially socially. Yes. Uh, yeah. And we see that, you know, Rhee is having some some you know trouble. She's feeling alienated a little bit. Uh, she's going to talk to Sheldon. He's going to kind of give her the heads up that you are an option for me. It is an easy choice this week. Um, and Rhee also is going to be like, hey, I'm I don't want to I don't want to be connected to the choices. Some of the choices of Maddie. Right. Like, uh, I don't necessarily need to be connected to that, um, which uh, which is a good good thing to say. Right. Like uh, she's 
he's already so close to Maddie that it's easily explainable to Maddie. Like, oh, I, of course, I said I wasn't close to you anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but it, it helps. It helps a little bit, right? To disassociate because those visible associations are what really sink you in the game. Yeah. Um, now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. So uh, Sheldon's going to take Maddie to Wendy's. Um, he gets a video from uh, from his mom. Um, and I, I thought it was a, we- a weird juxtaposition to be like sentimental video from his mom. And oh boy, this Wendy's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, but at the same time, man, when you don't have food in there, it, man, I was dying in there. But that's from somebody who was actually in there, and I'm a foodie. Like, I eat, like, all my meals are, you know, like, it's a careful consideration to what I, what I put inside my body. I, I love fast food. I love juice. When you take all those things away and you finally have an opportunity to have those kind of things, it, it's, it hits different. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I feel him, but at the same time, like, I feel like Sheldon right now is just in, in game mode. Like he's not even like he saw his he saw his mama dukes, you know, and he was just like, All right, well like let's get to talking. Like <laughs> he's ready, he's in game mode, and I, I hope that you know he can loosen up a bit and have a little more fun because it'll allow him to be more personable. Yes. So this season we're seeing that uh at least the initial plan was to have family members in the Wendy's window. Obviously with everything that's happening with the virus, they're now probably going to move uh exclusively to the video messages. Um but how did you feel about this uh this idea of family members in there instead of alumni? Cuz I got to say, while they might like it better, I was really looking forward to seeing you in a Wendy's uniform uh Ooh. at times and giving out I some Wendy's. It. I tell you right now, I would have given somebody the best advice possible. You, <laughs> if you bring me, you're winning the game. If you, yeah. get, if you get Lord Douglas <laughs> at the Wendy's window, you are winning the game. I can assure you that. But I, I was waiting for the call. I was like, you know, checking my phone every day. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Maybe they're just going to surprise me. And, and I don't know. But yeah, no, it seems that they're doing the, the Wendy's thing, which which is good. Um, but it's, you know, cause you're giving everybody an opportunity to have that, that, that feeling, right? Like I, the thing I, I never had that feeling like I, except when the moms came in and then I was, it was like a refresh. It was like a reboot. Like, okay. Like my mom's good. Everything mm-hmm. back home's good. My bills are getting paid. Let's get it. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, it's very different and I can see why, why they did that. But like, I feel like the conversation with alumni or even like a video from alumni or, or something like that would really, really help these guys out and it, like strategically. Yeah, I, I, I can I can picture it now that, you know, the HOH goes down to grab some Wendy's. The other person is waiting up in the HOH room. The time starts just it's like passing by. It's 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 been 10 minutes. It's been a half hour. It's been an hour. What is happening? Uh, and then they come up and they're just like. Oh man, I'm I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Like what what happened? Uh not, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I yeah. uh, flash into uh what, listen, listen. You're building a castle. You're yeah. a lion. Don't you yeah. need to don't worry about don't worry about anyone else. Yeah. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah. Prize you. Prize box. Simba's back. You're back, right? You're back. Rock. Okay. Well, let's take that over. <laughs> You know, Rafiki, we saw the signs on the tree, baby. Rafiki, Rafiki, let us know. <laughs> I would have went super deep, and they would have got it. They would have got it. <laughs> See, this this is what they're missing out on. They need they need you. They need you in that room. 
Um, so uh, instead, it's Sheldon's mom, and he's going to talk with Maddie about uh, about what's what's happening this week. Um, she's pitching, you know, her case to stay, but it's not going to really work here. Um, Sheldon says, "Look, it's e- it's easy to put you guys up. You isolated yourselves." Um, and Maddie Maddie is upset, uh, and she's going to go and, and cry in the uh, in the have not room. And, it, and Maddie's cry is so. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you I was screaming I'm sorry, you see this Maddie baby I'm sorry but that shit was fucking hilarious like Maddie like I don't know what to why I'm an outsider why was like, Maddie you were with Michael every you told him you loved him you guys did the salmon out of the balcony <laughs> very offensive <laughs> You can't take the Saddam kiss and rub with it. That's fine. But you did that. You did. What do you expect? You're guilty by association. Your whole alliance was exposed. You were started off playing crazy eights and you flipped your hand over right at the beginning of the game. I don't get it. I'm not even smart or physical or anything. I'm not even physical. I was dying, but I love. Oh man, and I just like the way she cries too. It's so like it's so sudden. Like she's talking normally. Like she's like, yeah. So I think that Sheldon was. uh, He was talking to me, and he was implying that I'm surrogate, and I don't know what to do. I'm telling you, it's a gift. It's a gift. She watched watched Dane, man. She watched Dane last year, and she saw how easy it is, and she she adapted it herself. No, I don't know how how she's been doing it or how she doesn't see that, like, it's a problem. But, like, I see her side, too, though. Because, like, as soon as I I saw the way she erupted on Chris, uh, when Chris, you know, I was like, is this girl crazy? But at the same time, nobody's going to be like, oh, we got to get that Maddie out because she Mm -hmm. was associated with Mike. Like, Nobody cares because Maddie's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, Maddie's not going to, she's not going to go and win these like, well, who knows? Like, who knows what the comps are going to be? But most likely it's not going to be a powerhouse that you have to worry about. There's much bigger threats inside the house at this point. Yeah. So uh, we're going to see Sheldon head into the nomination room. Um, he tells us, you know, when I when I step into the ring, it's game time. And my entire time in this house is game time. And, uh, you know, it's everything. Throw all the emotions out the door. Um, and, you know, honestly, him more than anybody I've seen on the show has really followed that uh, ideology to the point where I think it hurts him um, that he doesn't have enough emotions in the game Uh, but he is very stone cold in that house Uh, he he does he does not care uh, for a moment he's like Maddie I feel bad but it's not my problem. Uh, it's, yeah. You're just going to be uh, on the block here. Uh, right. And so there you go. He nominates Maddie and Rianne. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, like it's still early, right? They've, it's only been 16 days. Like this is an extended season. Like, you know, like they're, 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 they're going to get closer They're You know, these times where he's, you know, what's going to happen when he has to cut Brooke? What's going to, how's he going to feel when, when these people who he's developing relationships every single day, every single day? Cause I was the same way. I didn't care. Like when like people were leaving, like inside, I was like, you know, on the outside, I was like, man, this sucks. And oh man, we're playing the game. But on the inside, I was like, I like <laughs> forgotten now. And now it's time for the lions to eat. You know, <laughs> as the season started going deeper and deeper, like honestly, I, I'll tell you, cutting Adam was one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do. 
You know what I mean? And, like, that's when, like, you really, like, realize what this game really is. Like, all these pawns and people you don't really get, you know, are, are not really, you know, like, hanging out with that much and spending that much time with them building relationships. All that is is fine and dandy when they leave. But what happens when you need to make a decision between the two? What happens when he has to choose between Kyle and Brooke? You know what I mean? That's when you're going to start to see his, his, his emotion start to come out. And I hope it comes sooner than later. Yeah. And, and I, I got to say, you, you know, the scene cutting Adam all time, big brother moment is that, yeah, that it's, scene. Hard to watch, man. it's even hard to watch for me. Man. I can imagine, man. You must yeah. bring you back to it. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> But yes, but I, and I think that like one of the main differences here uh, between you and Sheldon, where you both don't really care uh, because it's a game. But when you are talking to other people, like y- you are more like, oh, my God, I feel you know so terrible about like you're able to sell it. Whereas when Sheldon is talking to Rianne and Maddie, he's just like, yeah, yeah, I feel awful about this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Really sucks, man. These are all tells that like are going to come back to haunt him because people are going to start to see like, yeah, he's like a robot. He really doesn't care. And like, he's not feeling he's like, you know, like he's not like he doesn't care like other other people. So let's just get rid of him. If he, if he doesn't care about us, like the rest of, you know, the rest of the people here. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to happen. All these things are building up, building up. And he's in a very good position right now. But you know how fast things can change. Yes. All right. So that's what we had for the episode. Unless there was anything else from the episode that you uh, that you had picked up on and wanted to mention. Um. No. That. That. No. We basically covered it all. I think. Uh, I think it really opens up a lot of ideas of what's going to happen uh, coming up next. And I think these net these next couple of episodes are, are going to be good, man. I, I hope so, man. Uh, yeah. All right. So that's what we have for the episode. We will get into spoilers from the feeds. So if you don't want to hear about the feeds, then this is your chance to bounce out. You can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Terran. I will be live tomorrow morning to update you on everything that happens today on the Big Brother Canada 8 live feeds. We'll be live on Tuesday night as well for the roundtable and, and then Thursday again to recap what goes down in the eviction episode. So check all that out. Anthony, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Anthony BBCan7. You can find me on Instagram, Dougielicious, Lord Douglas of Richmond. Punch it in, I'm there. You know, any questions you guys have, you know, shoot them my way. I've, I've been watching the season a lot. And, uh, you know, if you guys hear anything on the live feeds that maybe you want, you know, you want to pass along to me because, you know, I will be seeing these people. You know, eventually these guys are going to have to see me. There's been a couple call outs uh, so far, which we're going to have to talk about. Uh, <laughs> have, you, have you spoken to Nico about you know, uh, he would reach out to me? I was going to have a whole party waiting for here, you know, a welcoming home party. But, you know, it didn't work out as planned. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, best, uh, best, uh, you know, I, ho- I hope I do get a chance to talk to Nico because, you know, a lot of people find it funny and it was funny at first, but you know, the game really is difficult. You know what I mean? It really, really is difficult and it pulls on strings that, you know, people have never even felt before. So, you know, I, I really hope that I do get a chance to, to talk with Nico and let him know that, you know, it's all, it's all cool, fine and dandy rainbows and skittles. You know, it's all love over here, man. Yes. All right. So that's what we have for you for the episode. We're now going to get into the spoilers. So here's your chance to get out. And uh, here we go. It's time to talk about what's been happening over the last few days, because uh, it's been a wild ride here, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we had a veto competition and 
weirdly, there's some kind of twist here in the veto competition where the five players were chosen as per usual, but then each of those five players chose a partner to compete with. And so there were 10 people total competing in the veto. Uh, and then what happens is when one pair wins, the original person chosen for the veto has the veto itself. And then their partner is safe from nomination if the veto is used. So, uh, so it's, it's a weird situation going on here. But what happens is Maddie and JL as a pair win the veto, which means Maddie will be taken herself off the block and JL will be safe from the renomination, which means that Sheldon needs to decide what do I do from here? Uh, Do I put up another pawn next to Rianne to send Rianne home? Or do I use this opportunity to take a shot at somebody who I think is a detriment to my game? Um, and that person over the last few days has increasingly become Min. Uh, Min is the person that he's really looking at in terms of maybe I should take the shot here. Uh, Anthony, what, what should he be doing? Oh, dear. It's a tough one. Um, but at the same time, it, it, it can't be a short-term plan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, whoever you decide, you really have to dig deep um, and, and find out over the next, you know, couple hours and even a day, who is going to help you out in the long run. And you need to develop a relationship so that that can help you out. It, I don't think that he should go after Min. I think that Min has very little allies, if any, you know, in the house. And I think that, you know, somebody like, like, you know, Sheldon, you know, he could really use that to his advantage. Because if he gets men, he's got all bases covered, all bases covered. And that's ultimately what you need. Right. So yeah. I, I think uh, I don't think his best bet is to go after men. Sure, he would make a couple people happy. Uh, you know, he'd probably make majority of the people happy. But that doesn't mean that it's best for his game. You can when you're HOH, you can lie and say whatever. I thank the heavens that they didn't put me as HOH on my season. Because I you don't even know the stuff I would have been doing. I would have been grapes, do rags, sunglasses on. Look, coming to sit down and feed. I would have been going crazy. When you have that kind of power, it's a little bit different. I mean you know? we saw we saw we we did see you as HOH when Corey one that was yeah but uh yeah no I, I just think he he really focuses on 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 the long term right and and right now the long term for him is not to take out men mm-hmm. yeah and you know it, it is interesting because men has men has approached uh, Sheldon a few times about trying to work with him. Um, the problem is Min is such a wild card and such an emotional player that Sheldon doesn't really know how to deal with Min. He's such a straight, cold, logical player that yeah. w- when dealing with somebody like Min, who is almost his entire his entire opposite in the game he's he doesn't really know what to do and they this conversation they showed in the episode actually was a longer one which was very interesting where uh min said sheldon you're such a wild card to me i can't read you uh which is funny because sheldon is one of the more straightforward players uh in the house and but sheldon's like well to me you're a wild card uh and they're both wild cards to each other because they're such opposites um but i do agree with you i don't think that means that he should be taking her out of the game right now i think that uh he should be trying to work what what 
little relationship he has with her right now, she is looking for people to work with her. Uh, even her allies are not particularly loyal. We'll see right. that Vanessa is certainly not loyal to her. Carol yeah. is not loyal to her. Jamar yeah. is not loyal to her. Jamar yeah. actually is pushing for a Min backdoor. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, this is, it, she's really, she doesn't have a lot of people in this house. Yeah. And more importantly, uh, with Rianne staying, it will be Rianne, Maddie, and JL still a strong trio in the house and another thing that's happened over the last few days is that despite Sheldon trying to get Kyle and Jamar on the same page he's telling Kyle you need to work on Jamar you need to tell him that you're with him uh Kyle has gone to Jamar he's like I love you man and then Jamar goes to Sheldon he's like Kyle talking to me like he loves me I don't believe a word he says I'm done with this guy uh, and Sheldon's like I don't know what to do I don't I can't fix this um, and so they're targeting each other which yeah. means if Rianne stays in the game that trio will be sitting pretty while Kyle and Jamar gun for each other here is gunning for Kyle uh, Vanessa's being a wild card and all yeah. of a sudden that trio is looking really really pretty and yeah everybody's going to be running to them, trying to court them and win that block voting block to their side. And Sheldon, while he does have a good in with JL and that can work. And he is now working on Maddie and re the sort of social uh, emotionally swaying people to his side thing is not really his strong suit. Um, So we'll see if it works. It might work. He is still pretty good at what he does and he's a very smart guy, but I don't know if I agree with his decision here to go after Min. Um, it does seem like that what that's what he has landed on. He's now told the whole house except for Min. Uh, he plans on telling Min at some point between now and tomorrow when the veto ceremony happens. And we we don't know what Min's reaction is going to be. Um, we do know that she has a lot of dirt on Vanessa, who has spilled a ton of information from KVBS to her. And yeah. KVBS has in the last few days, because a lot has happened, kind of discovered that Vanessa has been leaking things to Min, which is actually one of the motivations behind targeting her, because they think if they take out Min, then Vanessa has nobody to leak information to anymore. But that's actually not true, because Vanessa is more loyal to Carol and Chris, who she is still leaking information to. Um, And so the thing is, though. If Min knows that she's on, she's in trouble and that Vanessa, who got caught and is now blaming everything on Min and saying, yes, let's backdoor her and get her out of here because then I'm not in trouble anymore, hopefully. Uh, Min could out Vanessa for all of the things that she told her. And that could be, I think, the only thing that could potentially save her at this point, because things are not looking great. It'll save her 100 percent. If she drops the dirt at the perfect time in front of the right people on exactly what's been going, once some of these games exposed and they're, you know, the, the, the breadcrumbs, you know, you follow the breadcrumbs back to the, 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 the candy house. It, it, the proof is in the pudding right there. You know what I mean? So I think that if if this goes through and, and Min is in, in some trouble and she goes to the information that she has, she'll be safe. 100 percent. Because People who are untrustworthy uh, are are more of a threat than, you know, a wild card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I because I think that there are two options here. Um, Either Sheldon tells her ahead of time and she says, 
Why? And he explains, you've been saying things. At the start of the week, you said that I was a floater and that, that I should be targeted. She did say that. That was her fault. Uh, yeah. but then also, um, you know, uh, you talked about how, uh, Brooke told Vanessa to throw the power of veto, but that didn't actually happen. Um, and so you were making up lies. And then, you know, number three, you're going around telling people that we're in a five person alliance, Brooke, myself, Hira, Jamar, and Sue. Like, what's that about? And, Bro, I think that I think that men will go. None of that's my fault. Vanessa told me all of that information. Um, and that might set off some light bulbs in uh, Sheldon's head because he already has caught Vanessa with the brook throwing the veto thing. And it might it might set off the light bulb. To, oh, my God, she's been ratting us out this whole time. Um, and if that's the case, what do I do? Do I let men take the fall for it? Do I still nominate her or do I maybe just try to turn this on Vanessa? Like, what what do I do here? Um, because if he sees that Vanessa really is this much against him and that she's building her own army because men can say Vanessa's even closer with Carol than she is with me. Like Vanessa's telling Carol all these things too. Like that should scare Sheldon and it might cause him to reevaluate. Yeah. This conversation might also though happen after the veto happens, uh, the veto ceremony, in which case men will be on the block next to Rianne and it's a tougher position, but it might still be enough to try and get Sheldon to flip the votes to keep Min if Min promises that she'll be with him and forgives him for the back door because it was all Vanessa's fault in the first place. So yeah. I do think Min has some options. The question is, will she think of those options and then will it work? Yeah, it's 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 going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough to see how it plays out. But I do think that, you know, with the information that Min has, you know, it doesn't matter if it's before or after she still has a shot. So mm-hmm. if he just, you know, executes it properly and gets a whole bunch of people involved and Sheldon, cause Sheldon, he's calculated, but very short term. If he starts to think longer term, well, first of all, if you're talking about shields, like that's what you, that's what a lot of big brother people do to tell other, you know, big brother people who don't really know what they're doing. Like, you don't have to worry like, Oh, they're a shield. I, I need them here. I, I need Kyle. He's a shield. Well, then you need men. Cause the whole house is basically against men. But if you can, let's just say men, you know, let's just say men goes ahead and, and wins a comp next week. And you're the one that saved her. You know what I mean? You're in a, a great position. And if somebody else that wins a comp next week, you know, you're still in a great position because you're not going to get put up. Men's going to go on the block. There's still people who are going to want her gone. It's just, you need to make a calculated move for the longevity of your stay here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I do. Th- I think the the main issue here is that so many pieces have been put in place that to, with the plan to move forward with, uh, like I said, Sheldon has been talking with JL. He's been talking with Maddie and Rianne and promising them like uh, if we're good, like, like let's make this work. Um, he's now satisfied Hira and Jamar's bloodlust for Kyle because they think that the Min is working with Kyle. So they feel like, OK, this is a good enough compromise. We'll take Min out uh, and then we'll go after Kyle next week. So if he then tells them, actually, I don't want to go after men now as well. Like they, that might be the final straw for them. Um, and so I do think like, there's a lot of moving pieces here, but it, it's look, it's not looking great for men, but I, like I said, I do think she has some outs. Um, and even if she doesn't get out of it with this information, she could still blow the house wide open. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, we're looking at an interesting few days here. 
Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good, man. I'm excited to see the blow up. <laughs> All right. So I, I wanted to talk to you about this in more detail. This idea of Sheldon trying to mend fences with Kyle, because this is completely blown out, uh, out of control for him. Um, that, uh, this is something, like I said, that you guys were very good at. And a few days ago, I was talking about how Sheldon is trying to handle Jamar and handle Kyle and trying to get them to not target each other. Um, and he's been failing. Uh, he doesn't know how, like he can talk to Kyle and convince Kyle not to do it. Kyle's a logical player, but when he talks to, to Jamar, it's Jamar is just like, no, bro. Like, I'm not going to do yeah. that. I don't like the guy. I'm going to go after him. I like, yeah. you don't see it. I see it. I'm going after him. Um, yeah. And there's like Sheldon, when, when faced with a situation where logic doesn't work, Sheldon kind of breaks down. He doesn't really understand where to go from there. And yeah. I thought about, I, I thought about something that you would do on, uh, on the show, which was you'd go like, you would go to Kyle or, and be like, okay, I need you to say this to Jamar. And then you'd go to Jamar and you'd be like, man, it would be great if Kyle thought this way. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he does, but, uh, you know, maybe maybe if you talk to him, you could find out. And then Jamar would go and ask Kyle about it. And, he'd, and then he'd say the thing that you told him to say. And he'd be like, huh, he does think that way. I wonder. Uh, <laughs> and then, like things would work out, right? Yeah, you got to see you got to make them see eye to eye. Like it's not like people just don't naturally connect. Like there's there's personalities that just mm-hmm. don't belong. You know what I mean? But in the Big Brother house for your game, you have to make it happen. You've got to be planting the right seeds in the right minds to convince them and to be a little more open-minded about certain situations. And I don't think that Sheldon has the patience for it. I don't think he has the tactics to really, to really accomplish that. Like, to be honest, that's a piece of cake to me. (laughs) I would have, I would have, I would have Kyle and Jamar working out together every day and slapping each other on the ass. And we would all, we would just be a great big old family. Yeah, But I, I don't think he has the patience, but at the same time, I don't think Sheldon really cares too much about Jamar. I think mm-hmm. there's something about Jamar that he just he doesn't really care enough about. He doesn't see as much value. Because you look at Kyle, he's looking at Kyle like, look, like the majority of the house is on to this guy, but at the same time, I'm cool with him. He has a good chance of winning a physical comp or one of these comps. I need to be on his best side. And maybe maybe that's what he doesn't see in Jamar. Who knows what the real reason is? Either way, he needs to see that he needs everybody. You know what yes. I mean? You literally need everybody. That's what's going to help you. That's what's going to help you stay in this house longer is every single person. You've got to be doing everything you can at every single second with everybody. Yeah. And what, what Sheldon has talked about is that like he talks with Kyle and Kyle listens to him and he's able to like get through to Kyle. And that's so valuable to him when he talks to Jamar, he doesn't listen. And it's so frustrating. And, uh, and, and Sheldon is the kind of guy where like the more frustrated he gets with Jamar, he's not able to get through to him. The more he just retreats away. And he's just like, you know what, then fine. I'll throw this piece away. I don't need this piece. I'll work on this piece. Whereas like, like you said, like every piece is valuable and you know, Sheldon isn't able to sort of see what motivates Jamar and how to, how to use that to convince Jamar not to go after Kyle. Right. And so uh, like another thing that you did really well uh, and that Dane did really well with like SD and Kiki was like, everyone would talk about go after Adam, go after Adam. You guys would all be always be like, Yes, Adam, but also Sam, right? Yeah. Sam is dangerous. And you'd point them at Sam and you'd make sure that like uh you you'd use that as a way to 
help divert attention as well. And they they have Chris in the game for that very purpose, but they don't use it very often. Like when Jamar is like, got to go after Kyle, Sheldon should be like, yes, but Chris, too. Right. Like, let's focus on Chris. Chris is even more dangerous if you think about it. Yeah, always agree first. Whatever somebody says to you, you always agree first and then add your two cents in. Your two cents should be thorough and, you know, should 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 make enough sense to the other person to where now their mind is opening up to that idea. And then it just takes time and consistency. The same consistent methods you're using to open their mind up about, you know, working with somebody or working against somebody, eventually it's, it's going to work, right? Like you just have to be patient for it. You can't just give up and be like, okay, well forget this guy and forget this, whatever you, first of all, you don't even know who Jamar is working with. You know, nothing about Jamar. All you know is that he's not that strategic openly. And, and you know, he, 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 he has people in the house who are not his strongest allies. That's all you basically know. You don't know anything else and you got to use that to your advantage. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's what we're seeing here with, with Sheldon is, and, and it's, uh, you know, I, I think that it's also interesting to look at, you know, again, we talked about this at the start of the show that there's so many people in this game trying to do what the pretty boys did last season. Um, the, the KVBS in particular, they are trying to be a four person secret alliance that has social tendrils, as they said, in the episode, like permeating throughout the house and secretly controlling things. But there are, there are like enough key differences that like the formula is great, but the formula needs to be like all the pieces need to be in place for it to work. And there are a few pieces missing. First of all, Vanessa, not the right piece in the board to have in this group. Second, uh, like I talked about, like, it's not like you hung out with Dane all the time. The fact that Sheldon and, uh, Brooke are a very visible pair and that Kyle and Vanessa are a very visible pair really like limits the amount of movement they have. They might as well be a two person secret Alliance for all the effectiveness they get out of, you know, spreading out, right? Because they're effectively two people instead of four. Um, and they are not able to keep themselves together because Vanessa, who I guess maybe a little bit in this situation is the Mark where like Mark would often talk about blowing up the pretty boys and betraying the pretty boys never actually did. Whereas Vanessa absolutely is. But, uh, but you guys were able to sort of keep Mark in enough that he never actually did anything. Whereas Brooke Sheldon and Kyle have let that relationship slide. And she's now running all over the place, blowing up all kinds of things for no logical reason, but it's still hurting them quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's it, honestly it's a tough formula but like i like we were saying if you guys aren't invested into that idea it's just not going to work like look at adam adam was fighting his his heart <laughs> adam was literally fighting love you know I mean? the, 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 the 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 strongest drug on this planet adam was fighting against to stay loyal to something that he believed in you know what i mean and like like these people just you know they don't get it they're, they're just using this for now it was like as 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 a short term, you know, safety plan. Like there's like, yes, I'm involved with this, but like not really. You know what I mean? That's why like it like it's 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 a day by day thing because any of these conversations, any of these things that get exposed, it could it could send somebody out the door in, in a heartbeat. It could it could send somebody out of an alliance in a heartbeat. These guys find out Vanessa's been saying all of this stuff, she's gone. Her whole game is, is ruined for the rest of the game. You're gonna have to start fresh on day twenty. 
Yeah. And, you know, people really, I think, undervalue the importance of investment in the alliance. And Adam was so invested. This was his dream to make the pretty boys. Right. And you were always on top of them. Like, like we we joke around about how often you talk about how you're lions and we're building a castle. But like that kind of talk, pumping them up about the alliance, it's necessary to keep them invested and keep them cohesive and and, and together. Yeah. If you like, like I said, those those conversations that we had, there had to have been substance with us because there's temptation everywhere. You know what I mean? You got you got all these different people. Uh, oh, there's maybe a, an alliance over here. I need to be good with them. And I need to no. you guys have to stay here and don't move. <laughs> That's the only way that this is going to work. And you got to trust me. You know, these guys really. Like we really like invested like hard every 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 conversation that we had it was like and we gave everything. Look, you know the one thing that you know I I, I knew what was going to happen is earlier on I knew Mark was going to go rogue in my season. You know I, I could just feel it. The things that Adam and Dane were saying to him like Mark, you're not playing a good game, and you know you're we need you to do something or whatever. And I'm like, are you guys crazy? <laughs> Do you realize what you're saying to this guy who doesn't really have that many friends on the outside? He's going to go rogue. That's why when I watched the season, I was like, when I saw the episode, it was like one of the, like the first three episodes. Mark's like, I want to slay the Prince of Cologne. I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew this was going to happen. And honestly, if we hadn't pulled Mark back in and be like, look, we're brothers. Let's all cut our wrists and, and, and put the blood and mix it together. Like if we if we had to pull them in and really like done this stuff together, like we they all would have left. They they all they all would have left. It's very easy to fall to temptation, but that reassurance that reassurance is is what everybody needs inside the Big Brother house. You are still with us. You are one of us. We are fighting for you. I did this for you the other day. This person was talking shit, and I said this so that they stop talking about you. Like those are the kind of reassurance scenarios truth or false that you need to put into people's heads so that they don't move. Yeah. Uh, So I'm very curious about this. So what happened yesterday was, like I said, they caught Vanessa. Um, They uh, that she had told Min that Brooke told her to throw the veto competition so that Min wouldn't win because she was Min's partner. Right. Uh, So she told Min about it and said, don't say anything. It will really be bad for me if you say something and this gets out. Um, And so what happened was uh, Min said something (laughs) and it got out and it immediately got back to Sheldon and Brooke and and they realized oh my god Vanessa told this to Min and it was a lie to begin with it wasn't even real information that she leaked she's just making stuff up about Brooke because she hates her um (laughs) and so uh they're like oh my god like what do we do they were like Min must have gotten to her Min must have flipped her um and so like we need to sit her down and figure out what's going on and so they brought her up and they said what did you say to Min because she's saying that you told her that to throw the uh that that you told her that Brooke told you to throw the veto competition and Vanessa says no I didn't no I don't know what you're talking about I didn't say a word to Min she completely denies it and they're in a situation where like should we replace Vanessa should we get rid of her but she knows everything. If we ta- if we target her, she'll blow us up and our game's dead. So, like, what do we do? So, Anthony, I'm curious, what should they do in this scenario, knowing what they know about Vanessa? They need to have a quick private conversation and they need to really understand 
that this is a huge problem. You can't just abort the plan because everything, her cards get exposed, your cards get exposed. Make her feel okay, but absolutely 100% boot her because she's not down for the count. She's not a ride or die. She's literally just playing her game and trying to cover all bases, which is not that good this early in the game, especially in her position. You know yeah, that's the thing. She's and and this is what like Sheldon is talking about. And, and it's like I've been perplexed for a week now trying to understand why she's doing what she's doing, because she's in a, such a great spot and she's con- consistently just blowing things up left and right for no s- seemingly no purpose whatsoever. Um, and so like that's part of why Sheldon couldn't see it, because, again, he plays through logic and what she's doing makes zero logical sense. So he's like sitting up there with. Brooke and, and Kyle and he's like I don't see the scenario like is she stupid and I just don't know like what is happening here why would she do it uh, and it's so it's so like they just don't understand why she would even do this um, and that's part of why they can't they can't see uh, see what's happening but but yeah but the problem is that she knows so much that, that like they have to keep her happy um, but part of why she's doing this is because she's not happy um, yeah. and so like you know do you do you keep her in do you feed her fake information like do you have to just like stick with, like are you stuck with her for for like weeks on end like what, what do you do you test the waters test the waters a little bit they should already be trying to come up with some little plan and okay well let's try this like you tell her this and you know mm-hmm. I'll tell her that and we'll see if it gets around you're friends with this person so we'll tell you know what i mean like you guys got to come up with a plan to test this and it's got to be a plan where like she feels like it will never come back on her. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Let's just try this out and see if this will work. If it works, she's got to go immediately. You don't want her to be able to snake as much. And at the same time, they'll all do their little bit like, you know, don't snitch on all of us because, you know, it was them two or like, you know, there's total, total so many different scenarios that can happen. But she's definitely got to go. She's untrustworthy. She's not riding for you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think probably the only thing to do here is, you know, uh, kind of like, well, maybe hope that Hira or Jamar wins in HOH and they target Kyle and just convince them, put Vanessa on the block next to Kyle uh, and then maybe try and get Kyle to win the veto and then be like, well, if we want to damage Kyle, let's get out Vanessa and but pretend with Vanessa that you're on board the whole time until the vote comes in. Uh, right. Something like that. Uh, but that's still it's still kind of hard to make that happen without her realizing so uh it's just a, it's such a it's such a weird spot for them to be in and the problem is that they aren't looking at it as the major problem that it is they're they they caught her they questioned her she lied to them she knew they knew she lied to them but they still feel like well it's just min min is the problem if we can get rid of min she doesn't have anyone else to leak information to and that's right. where they're wrong because she does have carol and she does have chris and they're actually starting to form things Carol is working on Rianne and Maddie now, and she's trying to pull in Vanessa and she's telling them, guys, it's going to be just like the pretty boys, but with girls. Um, and so they're I guess they're going to be the pretty girls. Uh, I, I haven't decided on the name yet, I guess. Um, but uh, but like they're trying to do that. They also have a thing with Chris. So uh, this is this is disaster in the making for KVBS. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting, man. I I, I really want to see what happens with Vanessa. That's that's I feel like that's that's what I want to know the most right now. I want to know what's going on, what kind of plans they got. She's got to be booted. She's got to be booted, and, and and they've got to get to the bottom of this immediately. So. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's interesting too, because you hear her in the DR and she's like, I got to save my buddy Brooke. <laughs> Since when you hate her? I see you. I see you on the feeds. I know you hate her. Why are you pretending? There's no strategical explanation for this behavior. Let's just hold that. All of this adds up and, and it just causes great feeds and great TV because that's exactly what it's going to be. Yes, absolutely. Um, Anthony. This has been so much fun. You are uh, a great guest. My man, I appreciate it. Always good talking to you. Lion to lion, man. You know, you've even had my back. And I, I heard a couple, you know, I got fans sending me stuff. Uh, uh, you know, the nice things you say about me and my game. I really appreciate it. Anytime you want me back on here, I'm here, man. Absolutely. We definitely need to talk to you again uh, as the season goes on. Uh, I, I can already see in the chat people are loving this, so I know there's going to be great feedback. Um, so uh, everyone, uh, tweet, tweet about how much you loved Anthony on the podcast. Um, and uh, of course, make sure you come and join me again tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, where I'll update you on everything that happened today on the feeds. Um, it's it, Again, it's been an interesting few days. Definitely check out the live feed update from today. It was a very long one because there was a lot that happened yesterday. Today, but things are going to continue to happen as we're approaching a min back door. So uh, <laughs> should be a wild ride ahead of us. Yeah. Um, and uh, of course, make sure you check out the Roundtable podcast Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll update the uh, the ratings and the stock watch and everything like that. So uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. You can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren. Uh, Anthony, plug your plug your social media again. Anthony BBCan7 or hit me up on Instagram at Dougielicious. I'm always available. Love to talk, Big Brother. Hit me up. All right. Uh, that's what we have for you. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'll see you next time. <laughs>